You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to solo episode three. Today we are going to talk about just like a straightforward sales process breakdown, and we're going to get real, real clear on sales principles. So I'm going to give you a four-step process, and I'm going to give you four principles that you can really use to just make all of this so much more straightforward than we make it out to be. I think when we hear the term sales process, it can feel really like overwhelming or complicated when we think of sales principles. We probably are like, I don't know. There's so much I don't know, but that can stick us a lot. And so I just kind of want to break down a lot of the different process pieces and principles that we've been using with Rachel, but that also apply across the board and I'll filter them through some different examples as well. So you can see that because what I really want you to feel like is this is easy. This is simple where we get so stuck in my opinion in the online space. I think I said this in a, another, probably in last week's podcast episode is that we make it so overly complicated and then we pay a lot of money to people because of those complications, right? So our industry benefits greatly from making all of this feel really difficult, really confusing, and like there's so much you don't know, right? But the truth, truth is business is usually very simple. Um, I think that there's an Albert Einstein quote, right, that says if you can't explain it simply, you don't know it well enough, I'm going to have to like fact check myself on that one, but I'm pretty sure that's what the quote is and that's who says it. But, um, you know, that's a really valuable point. If you can't explain it simply, you don't know it well enough. And I think that that's what can happen in business is that we feel like it's actually not simple. And if we explain it too simply, it means we actually don't know it well, right? And so that's not true (laughs) is pretty much the gist of this. Your sales process should be easy and you should be able to explain it very clearly. The principles on which your sales process is based should be really simple and it should feel super clear to you. And so hopefully that's what this episode gives you where you don't walk away thinking, oh my gosh, there's so much more I have to learn or there's so much I don't know or it's so complicated, but like, oh wow, I've been making it so much more complicated, but it's actually super simple. So we're going to go through the four steps of the process. First, obviously, These are just a condensed version, but that's not to say it's actually more complicated. It's just to say if I was going to teach this on a broader scale like I do in value-centered sales, I think there's actually nine steps in value-centered sales, but I'm going to make it as rock solid simple as possible here. And we're going to talk about four principles as well, because I really believe in thinking about business through the lens of principles. Right. I think when we get so merged in the details of like each specific strategy is when we believe that business is confusing. When we can zoom out and look at overarching principles, it makes every strategy decision so freaking easy. So that's what we're doing today. I think it will help you guys a ton. Let's start with process. So the first step is a front end foundation that creates interest right? So what do I mean by that? 
I mean that there has to be something on the front end that's creating actual interest in people from learning more from you. So what that is in most cases in the online space is just foundational content that's going out, right? Whether you're putting it out in Facebook groups, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever that is, it's that front end content that creates interest for people. They read your post in a Facebook group and they're like, oh, hmm, that's super interesting. I'm curious to learn more there or that helped me a ton. I would love to see what else she offers, right? We've all had that experience where we come across a post or a training or a video or a blog or whatever that is and it makes us want to learn more. It creates that interest. It asks us to go to the next step with that person because we feel like there's value there, right? So that value piece, I I just cannot underscore enough. You guys, if you've been following me for any length of time, you know I totally believe in that. My entire sales training is called value-centered sales because I really believe when you put really great value out in the world, it creates interest and it creates sales. So that front-end foundation, Rachel's laying that primarily on Instagram, right? She's doing her stories on there. She's putting out content. She's putting out content in other groups, but like that is that front end foundation that she's going to use to create interest. So think about what that is in your business. Like what is that foundation that I'm showing up for every single day? Like what is that interest inducing value that I'm giving to the world? Okay. I think that sometimes we feel like we either get too focused on like just being out there that we forget to make it valuable or we get so focused on making it valuable that we make it so intense that it's hard to show up for it every day. And so it can be a little bit of both. Like it's certainly about showing up for that foundation every day, but it's absolutely about giving the value too. It just doesn't have to be so intense. Like sometimes the value is just one little aha or a thought-provoking question, or you just be in there to support them or remind them of like a great thought they could have, whatever that is. It does not have to be like, you know, epic, you know, long-form value every day. But that front-end foundation that's giving them enough value to create interest is really, really impactful, okay? The second step is something that fast forwards no like and trust and that you can sell from. Cool? So that front end foundation creates the interest. The next step, what we need to do is really create that no like and trust and then take the action of selling. So for Rachel, for example, what we're doing is the call because the call epically fast forwards no like and trust and gives us the opportunity to sell, right? I'm going to give a bunch of other examples. I'm going to run different examples through this process so you can see it. So I won't do that quite yet. But for the purpose of explaining this, that's what I mean. We really want that opportunity to quickly build no like, and trust. And once we have done that, we want to take the step to sell, right? So we have the foundation. Now we have the next step to be fast forwarding no like, and trust and selling. Cool. And then the third step in the process is Overcome objections and meet your clients where they're at. So this is where once you're selling, of course, objections might pop up. Of course, they may have hesitations, right? And so you being able to overcome those objections and meet them where they're at is absolutely crucial in the sales process. So for example, Rachel is getting the objection of like, oh my gosh, like I don't, like I'm freaking out about money, which is why I came to you, but I don't know if I can afford to pay you. And so adding that opportunity on for them to have that quick session with her, that 
helps them look at like what would it take for them to be able to budget that in is really valuable because she's meeting them where they're at versus being like, well, if you're scared of investing, you don't want it bad enough or whatever that crap that we tend to play out is there. No, we're going to overcome their objections and we're going to meet them where they're at so we can help guide them through the process. And then number four, the fourth step in the process is just stay in the follow-up, right? You know, this sales statistic gets thrown out everywhere. And personally, I throw it out all the time because it's really valuable. I think our brain can kind of like eye roll at it because we've heard it so much, but it's true. And it's that 80% of sales are closed after the fifth follow-up. So if you don't make staying in the follow-up an absolute non-negotiable in your sales process, you are just going to lose out on sales. I mean, it's as simple as that. And so staying in that follow-up is really key because not only does that get you clients more immediately, but it also keeps warm leads warm and gives you a much warmer client pipeline that's converting over time. So that's it, you guys. Front-end foundation to create interest. Fast forward, no like, and trust and sell. Overcome objections and meet your clients where they're at. And stay in the follow-up. I guarantee you could go look at almost anyone's sales process online and they're doing a version of that. It might look different. And again, I'm going to go through that, but you're not going to find someone that's super, super killing it online that's not doing all of this in some way, shape, or form. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. And the reason that's helpful is because then we can go, oh, okay, so it's actually about these overarching steps in a process instead of all the specific details, right, that we get into where it's like, no, you have to follow up in this exact way with this script or the way to overcome objections is saying this exact thing or whatever that is. Like, no, 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 (laughs) no. It's are you following a process that converts and that works? And then once you have these like, foundational steps, of course, then you have to get into the details, but we can't make the details so important. The process is what's important. Okay. So let's just run different examples through this. I'm going to talk about free calls like we're using with Rachel. I'm going to talk about launches and I'm going to talk about like some low ticket, high ticket stuff. So if we're looking at Rachel's sales process, that front end foundation is her putting out content and doing stories. The next step to fast forward, no like, and trust and sell is the call on that. They're going to have that amazing experience with her. They're going to feel super close and connected with her and she's going to pitch at the end, right? Then we have overcome objections and meet them where they're at. She's going to actually talk them through their objections. Of course, we know they're probably going to have money objections. That's okay. We're not going to make that wrong. We're going to talk them through that, and then we're going to tweak the sales process to meet them where they're at, whether that means we offer the $99 option or the intensive. We're going to meet them in that experience they're having so that we can walk them through the process. And then number four is stay in the follow-up. She's going to do personal outreach. She's going to stay on top of consistent follow-ups in email. She's going to, you know, maybe point them to a video, again, video, a story that she did, right? And that's the whole process right there, you know? And so it's really helpful to see like, oh yeah, okay, that all makes sense there. It totally flows in that way, but like she's doing it in her own specific way. She's, all the details fit her and her business, but the process works, right? So now let's talk about an if we were doing like a launch, right? So front-end foundation to create interest. If you're at a point in your business where you're ready to do a launch, you're probably putting out a ton of foundational content. You've probably built a list. 
right? So you're putting out that daily content and you have an audience that you're speaking to. The next step to fast forward no like and trust and sell, almost every launch someone does comes with a conversion event, whether that's a webinar, a masterclass, a challenge, whatever that is. That's where they're fast forwarding no like and trust and selling. So they're going to sell on that webinar. They're going to sell on that masterclass. They're going to sell on that challenge, right? Live stream series, whatever it is. They're giving you that deep dive chance to know, like, and trust them even more. And then they're going to directly sell to you. Then Overcome objections and meet them where they're at. In a launch, you're going to get a ton of emails that are speaking directly to your objections, right? They're going to talk about like, you might be feeling this way. You might not be buying because of this. You're struggling because of this. Hey, have you thought about this extended payment plan, meeting them where they're at, right? Totally what's going to happen. It might not happen one-on-one on a call like it would for Rachel, but it's going to happen in emails with bonuses, with payment plans, all that kind of stuff, right? And then the fourth one is stay in the follow-up. So what happens during a launch, of course, there's an absolute ton of follow-up after that conversion event. But even after a launch, what happens, you're going to probably get a downsell if you didn't convert. So they're still staying on top of things with you. They're still following up with you and they're still creating the opportunity for the sale. Same thing, right? Let's use like a totally like passive kind of offer there too. So front-end foundation to create interest, it might be like an opt-in or something, right? Like it might be um, they're running an ad to an opt-in, right? So they're creating interest like, hey, I'm going to give you this amazing whatever, like five-step, you know, system to build X in this opt-in. Cool. So it has your interest. They're putting that out in front of you. They're paying for the ads. It's creating that interest in you. Then the next step, is going to be fast forwarding no like and trust and selling. So that's when you might get the offer for like an upsell, right? Like you might get um, the $29 offer or the $10 offer kind of come at you next, right? So they're giving you that deeper no like and trust and they're selling to you. Then overcome objections and meet them where they're at. Perfect. You're definitely going to get emails about objections and you're definitely going to get other opportunities if you didn't take advantage of that like mini offer there, right? So it's going to probably give you more chances to take advantage of it or it's going to point you to go listen to something else, watch something else, consume something else, and then it will probably offer it again or it will make a different offer. This is in the funnel, right? So they're definitely going to overcome your objections and they're definitely going to meet you where you're at depending on what action you took. Did you buy that mini offer? Did you not, right? And then stay in the follow-up. Of course, there's going to be follow-up. That's what we just talked about, right? It's going to be like, hey, you didn't buy this thing, but do you want this thing? Hey, have you tried this free thing? And they're going to try to warm you up again even more and stay in the follow-up, keep you on their list and continue to engage you right? Do you see how it's all the same there? All the same. So really helpful to see that almost everything, whether it's like passive, launch model, one-on-one, high ticket, low ticket, whatever, is all using some version of this process. Front-end foundation, fast forward, no like, and trust, and sell, overcome objections and meet people where they're at, and stay in the follow-up. Really, really helpful when you can go 
oh, that's what they're doing. And you can see the underlying strategy and process instead of what we tend to do is go, okay, well, they sent this email and they waited one day to send this email. And I think what they were trying to do there was and we get so murdered in the details and complication. If you can just go look at people who you're following and who you like and go, are they using those four steps? What does that look like for them? I promise you, your brain is going to melt with with how simple it actually can be. Cool? So that's the process stuff. Now let's talk principles. Okay, so there are four principles that I really want you guys to pay attention to here in terms of actually using the process, applying it. So the first is personalization. I cannot (laughs) stress enough how important I believe this to be. I really feel like it has always been important, but I feel like our industry is taking a big swing to where like the lack of personalization is just totally not something anyone is looking for anymore. Like nobody just wants to be a number in a course anymore. Um, And so that's really important in terms of like making your process personal. But I also think it's really important in terms of doing what works for you as well, right? So when I say personalize it, I definitely mean to your audience, but I absolutely mean to you, right? So for example, in Rachel's case, her personalizing it to herself and her audience, what is that? Well, her personalizing it to herself is that conversation we had last week about her not focusing on the group. Even if it's a good idea, the Facebook group doesn't make sense for her right now. She just has to remove it from her sales process because in her world, in her life, in what she can do and what she can contribute, that is what makes sense. So she's personalizing this sales process to her. That also fits that idea from last week of, um, you know, reining her calendar in and only having call openings when actually she can do calls and when it really works for her instead of having a wide open schedule. It's personalized to fit her. Her sales process literally fits her life, fits her time frame, fits her business, right? Um, and then personalizing it to fit her audience, like for example, adding that $99 offer as an option, right? So it's figuring out like, what might they need? How do I make them feel like I'm here to help them overcome this? Really personalize it to the problem that they're having versus kind of lean way back and go, oh, okay, well, I guess you'll have to figure that out. No, we're going to meet them where they're at. We're going to personalize it, right? So really important for it to be both. And, you know, ultimately, even in terms of what I mentioned when I ran through the different types Um, you know, whether it was calls, launch, low ticket, high ticket, whatever that is, figure out where you thrive, right? Some of my clients in their sales process thrive a lot more with that personal connection, personal outreach. Some thrive more with calls. Some thrive more with launches. Some are a combination of all of it. It doesn't matter. It all fits that process, but you have to personalize it to you and where you thrive. What I see a lot of people get stuck on in this industry is that they're looking at how someone else is doing it and they're going, oh, I guess I should do it like that. And they're not using their natural strengths. And it's really, really tough to um, to kind of thrive in that situation. So I'm I'm thinking of a couple clients in particular, but um, one of my clients is in my sales mastermind recently um, had been trying to do all of this like super practical funnel build kind of stuff which is fine, except that 
She's actually a psychologist and thrives on connection and thrives on personal calls and outreach. And as soon as we switched that up in her sales process and made it way more personal, way more about calls, way more about connection, she's signing clients like left and right when it was a year of funnel building without a single client to show for it. So because she wasn't personalizing it to herself and what her strengths were and where she thrived, right? It was like she was trying to do it in a way someone else might have thrived and it was totally not working for her. So personalize it for what works for you. Personalize it for what works for your people. They want to feel like you're in their head, like you're meeting them where they're at. And when you can do that, sales get so much easier. Cool. Principle number two. You guys know that my uh, background is that I worked as a therapist in substance abuse counseling, and I'm a big, big fan of AA. I went to a lot of AA meetings that were on-premise at the time I worked in a inpatient facility. And something AA says that I love and use in business constantly is it works if you work it. I abide by this principle so completely and so fully when it comes to sales. It works if you work it. And what I mean by that is keep staying in the process. This is by far the hardest part for most people, and it's where all the mindset stuff comes up. It's when you start using that process and it doesn't work in 2.5 seconds, you're going to want to be like, this process doesn't work. I'm clearly missing something. What else should I be doing? What more do I need to add? What other course should I take? Right? It's maddening. (laughs) Okay? Um. But it works if you work it is this idea of keep staying in the process. Don't keep adding, 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 switching, switching, switching. No, no, no. If you really build out your sales process and you fully commit to it, it's going to take at least potentially 90 days to see the full results from it. Obviously, that's give or take, but where most people do – is they get to about that 30 to 60 day mark and they're so frustrated because they've been quote unquote working it and it hasn't proven it works yet. (laughs) And that's when they want to bail. But if you can really stay in it and keep going, this sales process fundamentally works. Lacey listed out for me how almost every person online is using some version of this depending on their audience and, you know, their business model. And so clearly it works. How can I stay in it and keep working it? It doesn't mean you never make tweaks. It just means you don't burn the whole freaking thing down. It just means you don't add, 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 right? It means you really stay in the process and let it fully play out. I have so many clients that I can think of that hit that mark, you know, where they're super frustrated because they're working it, but it hasn't worked yet. And that are just getting on calls real frustrated with me and kind of, you know, insistent (laughs) upon changing things. And I always, you know, push back on that and say like, hey, like we're in this. We're going to work it till it works. Like keep staying in the process and keep, you know, making it simple. They always want to add more. And it is so wild how many of them have that really difficult time and then come out on the other side being like, oh my God, you told me it was going to be this easy, but I did not freaking believe you. And now that I'm here, my mind is blown because you really don't realize it until you've stayed in it long enough to realize it. Like 
It is ridiculous how simple my sales process is, but I've been working it for years. And I'm not saying it has to take years. I'm just saying it gets easier and easier and easier if you keep working it. It works better, faster, quicker, easier, all of the things, right? If you keep changing it, if you keep bouncing around, if you keep going, it's not fast enough, it's not fast enough, it's not fast enough, I need to do more, more, more. That's when you feel like you're working hard for months and months and months and months and not seeing the result versus sticking with something for, let's say, 90 days, right? So maybe even a little bit longer, right? Um, But like that's nothing compared to how long you would spend jumping around to different things, (laughs) right? And still working hard and not getting the result. So Stay in it. It works if you work it. Really pick the sales process that fits you, fits your people, and then just work it until it works like a well-oiled machine. Cool? All right, principle number three. Um, I mentioned this on a previous episode. I think I said, oh, I should do a whole solo episode on that, but we'll just include it here, which is go deep versus wide. Now, this how do I want to say it? This is especially true if you're newer in business, but here's how it still applies if you're much further along, is you're still going deep on any new thing you're adding before you move on to the next thing. Now, once you've been in business for a long time, it might look like you have a very wide business, i.e. like a lot of my clients that you know are at the multi-six-figure, seven-figure mark, they have multiple platforms they're on. They have a lot of things that are in play, even me at this point, right? Like I have two podcasts. I have a Facebook group. I'm on Instagram um, stories at least a few times a week. I What else do I do? I do a live stream every week. Like there's a lot happening right now, but it's because that's been added over time and it's really important to say that. So we've still gone deep on every single thing we added, right? So When we add the podcast, for example, we're going to go all the way in on the podcast before we add something else. When we, you know, move to doing Instagram stories um, a few times a week, we're going to go all the way in on that before we add something else. So you may eventually end up with a wide business, but the strategy of going deep and making something work really well first is very, very important. And what happens is people will look at someone that's much further along than them and go, well, you know, like let's use me for example. They're like, well, she has two podcasts and she has a Facebook group and she does a weekly live stream and she shows up on Instagram and she does all these things. So I must need to do that to be successful. And the answer is no, 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 no. Um, th- those things weren't what made me successful. I picked one thing. I went super deep on it and I got full based on that one thing, which was my Facebook group. And went super, super deep there in terms of creating a well-oiled machine, repeating that process. That's what made me my first six figures. It's what made me my second six figures. Um, We only added stuff once I had more team, once I had more bandwidth, once I had more capacity, all that kind of stuff. And so it's not that that's what made me successful. It didn't. It's what success let me do. Once I was making that money, then I could go wider because I had a team, I had support, all of these things. So be really careful not to look at someone that is, you know, much further along and where you want to be and think that that was what got them there. It's almost never true. Go really deep on a couple of things first, make them, you know, 
absolutely locked and loaded um, in terms of being able to execute on them and get results and then expand from there. The thing is, too, that I want to point out is once you do that, when you go really deep on something, you will learn so much. And so then when you go wide, you're kind of just replicating the process other places. So for example, um, I know that I just love this behind-the-scenes stuff, right? So I had um, client files first where I was sharing like the behind-the-scenes of, um, you know, what happened with a client? What was their mindset, strategy, and execution? Where did they go to from here to there? And my audience really liked that. And then it made sense to do the podcast. Let's share even more of behind the scenes. This is really working for me. People really like this. This helps conversions. This creates a smooth sales process. And then it was like, okay, well, let's apply that to Instagram. What if I got on stories three times a week and shared a client lesson and shared a, or a lesson from a client um, call that I had that week? Right, And you see how it's just applying the same thing to different platforms then, but we have to get really, really locked in on one before it's easy to apply elsewhere. So if you're newer in business, especially, it's easy to get stuck in this trap, but I promise you this idea of like picking that sales process and going really deep on one process instead of 13 (laughs) um, will make everything so much simpler for you and will help you build on things. So When we're executing on the next new thing, it doesn't feel like we're starting at ground zero anymore because we know what works. We're um, deep enough on all of our processes to be able to say, well, our clients love this, this, and this. There's no way they wouldn't love if we got on Insta stories three times a week. You see what I mean? Like we're not starting from ground zero ever. So that's the value of go deep versus wide. So I would look at that in your business this week and just ask yourself, like, are we going deep or am I trying to spread myself really wide? And what would it look like to shift that? Okay, number four principle, last principle, is that the magic in sales comes when the process works again and again. Now, that doesn't mean it works every single time, but it means, you know, you know how to get clients on repeat, right? So what I always want to stress is that the magic is not just about getting the client, but knowing how to get them again and again. So that really ties a little bit into number three too, which is that idea of like, if I'm like throwing a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and I get a client here or there, the client's exciting. It's not like you're not happy to get a client. It's just like, do you know how to get a client again and again and again? And most of the time, if you're throwing spaghetti at that wall, the answer is no. So I have a lot of clients that come to me and they're like, I mean, I've gotten clients. I just don't know how to repeat it. Like it always felt like it was like some weird fluke (laughs) Um, versus being able to see like, well, you know, I showed up in these ways and clients came through that process, right? And so I'm not saying that it has to look perfect or that they always um, will flow through, (laughs) you know, your process in every perfect step, but I'm saying that you're able to kind of tie it and be like, oh, clients are coming to me and they're always mentioning the podcast. That's always converting. Or, um, you know, clients are coming to me and they're always already in my Facebook group for the most part. Like those things really make a difference because you don't just want to get a client. You want to know how to get a client again and again and again. So that's why when we're looking at that process and we're thinking about working it till it works, going deep versus wide, this is truly what we're trying to accomplish is that I want to get to a point 
where it's not just about getting the client, but it's that I know how. When you feel like you know how to get clients in your business, everything transforms, right? It feels like you step into a new layer of empowerment in your business because it feels really, really solid. And again, it doesn't mean that you're like, well, I convert, you know, at a hundred percent and I'll always get a client. No, it just means like, if I work this process enough, I know reliably I will get clients from it. That changes your business. That changes your growth. That changes how quick you can scale. Everything shifts at that point. Okay. So the principle here is that that's really what we're aiming for. Sales is not just about getting a client, you guys. Sales and a sales process is about knowing how to get a client over and over and over. So that is the goal that I would really like recommend you're shooting for in your sales process because we get so, again, into the details. Am I going to get this client? It doesn't matter. Do you know how to get clients on repeat, whether it's this person or someone else? That's the goal. That's the question, right? So let me just go through those principles one more time. Personalize it to what works for you and your people is number one. It works if you work it is number two. Go deep versus wide is number three. And four is make the goal not just about getting clients, but knowing how to get clients. If you do those four principles on repeat and apply them to the sales process we talked about above, you will feel unstoppable in your business, right? Because you will feel like you know what works for you. You know what works for your people. You know how to stay in something to create a well-oiled machine and to get clients again and again. And you can see the process through which you went to get there. And you can apply that to other things. Like maybe you use that process to get full high-ticket sales first. Then maybe use that process to do launches. Then maybe use that process for passive income. It really opens the door for you in terms of, what's possible, and how you can repeat um, the same process and principles again and again instead of feeling like you have to start back at square one and relearn everything again and again. Cool? So hopefully that was super straightforward, that simplified things, and that kind of demystified this whole complication around creating a sales process and how difficult it needs to be. It really doesn't. Our biggest challenge so often is actually letting it be easy and letting it be simple. So hopefully this week helped you do that. I hope that you guys have a beautiful week. I hope you put this into practice in your business. And I'm so excited for you to continue to join us on this journey with Rachel. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.